Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Another top team played, another dismal performance, another zero points. Uh, it's become a story of our season so far and towards the end of last season as well. But, you know, home game next, so hopefully we can put things right there. Uh, two great guests with me. Hopefully we'll have Rich, who's a United fan, and when he brags too much, then he'll be kicked off. So it depends on how <laughs> he's going to <laughs> behave that decides how long he's on for. But uh, I've been assured he won't uh, brag too much. But two great guests at the moment. And King Arthur, debut on Let's Talk to him. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? Um, my pleasure. And uh, yeah, um, doing fine. Thanks very much. Very upset with the game. Yep, yep, yep. Well, it's therapy here today because we're mm. going to have to talk about it for the next hour, hour and a half. Uh, I thought Chris can just jump in. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to face it again Sunday because I'm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hopefully that's a better performance. I'll be watching it on TV. So there's a so Please. Potentially <laughs> take a punch in. Uh, and Brad, been on plenty of times. How are you doing, Brad? Hello, Chris. I'm, I'm well, thanks. Uh, well, apart from the football, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... Uh, well, we'll talk about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, Ben Ben Kaufman in the chat. How you doing, buddy? Hey, uh, make hey, sure ben. you go over to uh, 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 the Coffee Company. That's your YouTube channel. But he's also on Tottenham Talk Coffee. with Brian Daigle. So, so make sure you check that out. Hope. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. Hope all is well, like, like my guests have said, panel have said, apart from the football. Yep. Uh, and yeah, thanks for the comment. Please keep them coming in. Keep your comments, questions, anything coming in. Please hit the like if you haven't already and the subscribe if you haven't already. Closing up to 300 would be great to get to 300 before the Newcastle game. And also hit that notification bell. We're here uh, Mondays, 7.30pm UK time, Fridays at this time, 12.30. Uh, so, yeah, hit the notification bell. You don't have to worry about the times. You'll get a notification for it. So, let's get into it, Arthur. Uh, another terrible display against a big team. Uh We'll come into the reasons later. I've got a big reason. I, I, I think you both know why that is uh, with um, WhatsApp messages. But uh, is this the worst one of the season for you? Obviously, we had Arsenal, which I, I thought in parts in Arsenal, we play, actually played quite well and half-time came at the wrong time for us. Chelsea was horrendous and I still have no idea how we got involved in that one. But this one, uh, worst one so far or, or does another one trump it for you? No, I think the Arsenal game uh, trumped it because of who it was. Um, but this is a very close second. Yeah. Uh, um, I couldn't believe that we just shut up shop and didn't really go for the throat. Mm. Son, son, in yeah. my opinion, was next to Eustace. He was just a spare part. Um, Kane didn't do a lot better, but at least he tried. Uh, the best player on the park by a mile and should have got a medal for it was Larice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's after his little fumble first off as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he ends yeah. up getting man. Of the, yeah. I mean, when your goalkeeper's getting man on the match, there's exactly. an issue there. But Brad, uh, worst one for you this season or, or, or and last season as well? Although last season, you can kind of understand it to an extent. Conte's still learning I, his team. Um, I think it was the worst one for me from a... Uh, supporting Tottenham point of view and, and for my mental happiness point of view because uh, I was angry on Wednesday night but now I'm worried because you've got to go back to Potocino who got us got got the team you know and the whole club buzzing 2017 we had probably the best team I've seen at Tottenham for a long long time and yet we in the big games and semi-finals and the finals, we we didn't we didn't win. 
Then we have Mourinho, one of the best managers in 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 the game. And, and again, big games, we didn't win. And now we've got one of the current best managers in the game in Conte. And once again, big games, we haven't won. And that I find disturbing. Uh, it, it's just, there must be some sort of mental block there. And I, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. Why it is that we go to these grounds, not so much home games, but the away games. We go to, I mean, sometimes oh, we, we don't do well at Old Trafford. Well, we don't do well at Stamford Bridge. We don't do well at the Emirates. We don't feel what, do well at, at Anfield, you know. So we we have these big games and away from home, and we just seem to to freeze. I, I don't know what it is. It, it's it's. I, mean, I guess later on we will talk about the actual game itself, but yeah, I'm really worried that 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 this is you know this is becoming a thing no matter who we have. And I made the point the other night that you know you could probably transfer the first team at Man City into Tottenham Hotspur shirts and you, you'd sort of think the same thing would happen. It's it's some there's some sort of block there and I, I don't I can't put my finger on it. I'm sure Conte, you know, is is working on this. This psych the psychological problem that we have in not only not winning these games or even get but not even playing in these games yeah. and getting totally outplayed. Manchester United had was it sixty six shots on goal, some bizarre total. And if it hadn't been for Larice, we could have lost that spot. No, I might, I might have read that wrong actually. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was the most. I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say. I know it was bad, bad, but bloody hell! <laughs> it was. It, was, it seemed like about 30, 28 or it, something it, like it that. Was, I and, I, and I think think that the the other thing that I I'm, I'm worried about is yeah the Chelsea result. Yeah, I'm pleased we got the point there, but we're still outplayed. The other thing I'm worried about is the fact that we got to half time at both the Emirates and at both Man United. And you thought, well, actually, we're still in the game. Yeah, two We've minutes been out late, but we're half. still in the game. Let's improve the second half. We, we can still do this game. And in both <laughs> games, we conceded in the first couple of minutes of the second half. Yeah. And just just on the point of Manchester United's first goal, we were attacking, and they gave the ball to Son, and he had room. And he ran forward, and he looked for a pass, didn't make it, passed it back. The ball ended up with our goalkeeper, went out, they won the ball, went back and scored. And you think, well, why didn't we attack then? And have it, you know, we might not score, but at least you had that emphasis. And we didn't even attack that second half. No. It didn't even look like scoring. But anyway, we'll talk yeah. about when we talk about yeah. the game. Well, let's but... talk about it now. I'm really going to put the cat amongst the pigeons because right. I'm going to have a go at this guy. Uh, brilliant manager, elite manager. Do I want him sacked? Absolutely not. But he does deserve criticism in my book for the negative setup again. And and this isn't the style of play. The style of play can be negative, but you can still have a positive uh, uh, attitude and set up with a negative style of play. You go to Mourinho. Yeah, it was very negative, but it was based on the fact that Kane and Son are going to get us the goal. So Kane dropped deep, get them in the game. But to me, it looked like Conte went there for a nil-nil. And this isn't Man City with Haaland going ballistic every game. This is Man United who have defensive issues as well. And mm. I think every time we got the ball, it was... Very slow, very slow, turned backwards. There was points in the second half. Doherty made a brilliant run, was completely free. Someone's seen him, gone back. And for me, that that isn't the players. Obviously, the players, Loris accepted. Uh, we'll come to Loris in a minute. The only positive thing on this stream. Uh, mm. we, we'll come to him in a minute. And, and the players do have to take responsibility. There's a certain amount that, well, the manager's told you to do this, but bugger that, I'm going to do this because what he said isn't working. But I think he's just come up with a negative, negative mindset of do not lose. And 
that then feeds into the players. That then feeds into let's pass back, let's pass back, don't lose, keep the ball. And the second goal, Benton Kerr has just let Fernandez run past him. And what else happens, I think, with negative mindset is it's not my problem, someone else's responsibility. Mm. And then it allows players and gives them the excuse to shirk their responsibilities. Was if you've got a positive mindset, let's go for the win, but keep compact, keep defensive when we break, break in numbers and, and attack. What you then have, I think, is, okay, well, you know, we're going here for the win. That's my responsibility. He's run past me. You know, if there's two people around him and that stuffs him out, it doesn't really matter. He's snuffed out. It doesn't really matter. But I, I just think Conte goes there with a negative mindset. And I, I want to reiterate, it's a negative mindset, not his style of play. His style of play, I have no problem with because you can have any style of play and still have a positive attitude. You know, positive attitude, positive mindset, go into them, go into them hard, work as a team. Kane and Son, I agree with you, Arthur, completely isolated and useless. But I think they were so isolated. The, the gap between them two in the midfield was just... <sighs> but I'd like to know what you guys think, because obviously this is going to put the cat amongst the pigeons because a mm. lot of fans can't blame Conte. He is an elite manager. I don't want him sacked by any stretch of the imagination. He's done wonders getting us to top four where, where, where we were when he took over. But I think his negative mindset and negative attitude going into games, certainly these big games, is a problem. And I think it lets players off the hook in terms of shirking their responsibility. And this is, again, a Man United team that defensively aren't that great. Here's Brian. How you doing, Brian? And uh, yeah, and, and, Brian. Right. Yeah. Brian. And, and it allows defensive uh, shirking responsibility with a negative mindset. Again, uh, just for Brian's purposes, uh, I'm having a go at Conte here, putting the cat amongst the pigeons <laughs> for his negative mindset and attitude. It's not the style of play. The style of play is fine. You can still have a positive style of that. But the negative mindset, I think he went there for a draw, went there for a nil-nil. That transcends into the players, passing back, passing back and shirking responsibility. But I'll come to you, Arthur. What do you make of it? Do you think he has got a negative mindset? Do you think it was just a bad day at the office? Or do you think, like Brad has been saying, there's something bigger going on here? I think there is something bigger going on. And let me make a statement. I am a Conte fan. I think he's a great manager. Oh, oh I'm a How... Conte fan as well. I just think in, in the big games away from home, <clears> I think it, he, he, he kind of goes there with, let's not get beat rather yeah. than let's go and win. Man City, I can understand because Haaland will get more goals and mm. Shearer's got in the Premier League record in one game if we let him. However, having said I am a big, big fan of Conte, um, he, he is not impenetrable. In other words, I think he makes, his, makes mistakes. He made a mistake up there with the team. He gave them the instructions. I think they followed those instructions to, to the team. And hence our two forwards being left on their own to try and do something was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, if we'd have gone in and attacked them, I mean, really attacked them, all right, we might have lost. But at least we'd have shown that we can play bloody football. We all know mm -hmm. we can. So what, what, is it, what is it that goes on? Is there a cloak that goes over them to make, you know, to make them invisible? I mean... United, United were, were, were probably, they're probably at 200 miles an hour. You know, they went out as full, full throttle and we couldn't take it. Now, as a top manager, he should have been able to do something about that. Reorganise, reshuffle, but he did nothing. So it left us, it left us bare. You know, once the first goal went in and we, we, we seemed to be holding our own, 
And then when that second one went in early in the first half, that was it. Finished. Yeah. What do you think, Brad? Negative attitude set up? Uh, 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 players shirking responsibility when they shouldn't do? I mean... Th- I'm not saying that, that, you know, Conte's negative setup is allowing Bentancur to do that. I'm saying that it transcends down because you have that negative attitude. Bentancur should not be shirking responsibility along with uh, 10 others, Loris excluded. But what do you, what do you make of the... Because it, it's not a new thing, this kind of negative, negative football and, and just playing terribly against the top teams uh, this season. I, what do you put it down to? Well, I, I think that... I mean, we all we were all calling for a 3-5-2, weren't we? Everyone was calling yeah. for that, and he did the 3-5-2. And I, 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 I think that was correct, the correct team to put out there, especially with Rikarlison and, and uh, Kuliszewski not fit. I, I've never seen Tottenham players pass the ball so poorly. So that, that obviously contributed to the actual ability of our players. I do wonder whether the way we play on the pitch is what Conte wants because the way I look at it, when we defend like that, we break quickly and that's mm. how we, 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 we score our goals. Kulachevsky is a very important part of that and we didn't have him. But I didn't see any effort by our players to do that when they got the ball. They're very ponderous and they would lose it. That said, we have to give credit to Man United. They knew how to play us. They knew how to press us up high because when we get the, as soon as they get the ball, as soon as you pass it sideways, get on them. That's our team's players now. Don't give them any time on the ball. So there's a lot of factors. I I think Conte's system works. We definitely need two really attacking, brilliant wing backs because that gives you the whip. It gives you more attack. It puts the onus on them, Man United, to defend then because Man United. <clears throat> And I think if we'd have got at them, even if we'd have scored early, that would have put them under pressure. The crowd would have got on their backs, but we never did. Even at 2 0, we were playing absolutely useless. I think, well, if we'd score with 10 minutes to go, mm, yeah. by luck, then there's going to be panic station. We might get something out of it, but we never looked like doing that. And we just, and I'll give you the, the, the best moment, well, not the best moment, was when they brought Spence on, who I think should, should get a start now. I really think you've got to throw him in there. Mm-hmm. He came on and he got the ball. He's in a position. Yeah, he ran forward, didn't he? He got the ball. Oh, great. Take him on. Take him on. This is for about two minutes to go. Take him on. It would have been a consolation. Take him on. And he stopped and passed the ball back. And I thought, oh, Jesus. You know, that was your big chance. Even if it had failed, at least he had a go. We didn't do that. Now, whether that is what Conte is asking to do or not, I don't know. But certainly the ability of our players left a lot to be desired on, on Wednesday night. And that contributed to our downfall. And the fact that Man United... I mean, have you noticed that every team we play, when we play these big games, it's always their best game of the season. They always raise their game to play us. It's incredible. And, yeah. and yeah, that's what I think happened on Wednesday. But yeah. who am I to say? I don't know. Yeah, I'll come to you, Brian, but firstly, uh, thanks so much for coming on. I know it's early in Canada. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I woke up and I looked at the time. I had to be similar. I was like, oh, my God, it's 7.30. So I was like, I'm up. Let's come and join, let's come and join, uh, let's come and join Chris. I didn't know who the panel was. And then I see... Uh, my good, my very, very good man, Brad Matthews, and then I see royalty in the top right. <laughs> <laughs> royalty in the postage stamp up there. And, uh, and, um, what, what more could be better? Uh, but yeah, I have to say, just because I saw Mark Swift's comment, I just before we start talking about this, I've just got to have my daily little bit of funny. Well, I love being proved right about these parasites at the top. Um, when Google got named last week as the name is right, <laughs> people would have seen I went on every single channel and I tweeted. And I said, listen, people, don't get excited because last time this happened, within a week, 
Amazon went dead and we announced Dulux paint as our official paint sponsor. <laughs> well, other paints you know? are available. What do you know? What do you know? Daigle's been proved right again because it, last it night... Was, it wasn't just us announcing Dulux. They took the piss out of us as well at yep. the same time. Well, get, 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 re get ready for it today because last night, or yesterday afternoon, whatever side of the world, Google has gone all quiet again. But Tottenham announced Morton Brown have accept, oh, extended yeah. their <laughs> official toiletries with us. I call this shit yes. every yes. single time and people don't listen. Brilliant. I don't know how many times I have to say a week before, a month before, this is going to happen, and it happens. Like I said, I'm Jewish like Levy. I have a doctorate in Levy bullshit. I have a bachelor, <laughs> a bachelor, everything. <laughs> People need to listen. But yes, now let's get yeah. away from the parasite. I want to go to two comments here in, in particular uh, and then get your thoughts, Brian. Uh, it kind of... Uh, Simply Ace here. First off, how you doing, buddy? Hate there saying this. This is Mourinho football all over. Differences. We're getting more results, but luck runs out. Conte's never been this negative with his past teams. And then another one for Kit from Kim. How you doing, Kim? Big up, man. Uh, I saw Conte doing his nut on the touchline. Mm -hmm. Suggests to me the players were not enacting his game plan. Mm -hmm. Is this correct? I mean, for me, I, I, I just think it's such a negative attitude that we're going into these games with. Maybe it's the players that have the negative attitude, but then it's Conte's job to get that negative attitude out. We all said when he came, this guy will get our mentality straight because he's a winner. There's no messing about with that. And he, he famously said, uh, losers find excuses, winners find solutions. He found the solutions last year, getting us fourth. Uh, but this has been a constant problem. Uh, uh, well, not just him, not just him. It's same with Pochettino, Mourinho, Nuno and, and, and the rest. But what do you put it down to? A negative attitude coming in, negative mindset? Let's just go for the draw, not the win. Do you think, like Kim says... He said go for it, and the players uh, come to another one from Simply Ace as well. Uh, maybe it's the players that are scared to go forward and attack. Mm. With with the likes of Kane, <laughs> Kane, Perisic, Son, I can't see that happening, them being scared to go forward. So, uh, go Man United, what happened there, for, in your opinion, Brian, and the other games, the big games uh, away from home where this has been a kind of thing as well, in your so, opinion? So, in Simply Ace's thing about uh, Mourinho style football, after we drew against Eintracht Frankfurt away, uh, the first leg of the, the two things, and we had uh, zero shots on target. Uh, funny enough, I went a little bit mental when we are Tottenham TV. I'm not. Uh, you could have predicted that. I know. I, 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 I know, mate. I'm, I, I'm so you, 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 I thought I tried a different tactic and go down a different route. But I said in that interview, do you know what? This happened. Not the start. I just said. This happened quite regularly under uh, Nuno, and the whole world went mad, and rightly so. But because the words are Antonio Conte, you're not allowed to criticise. You're not allowed to say a bad word. That's what I find as well. Yeah. You're not allowed. You you can't say just because his name is Antonio Conte. If you if you say a bad word or that was defensive, you've committed treason. You're not a Spurs fan. You're a plastic. <laughs> you, you, you you don't know what you're talking. That, 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 that's unfortunately what it's become. Just because his name is Antonio Conte, and as everyone said here, as Arthur said, I know Brad is, I know you are, I am as staunch Conte in as I am staunch mm. Levy out. But this football is not good. I mean, what I don't like is people saying, oh, we've played the three top, we play three of the top six teams away and other teams haven't got a result. No, they haven't, but they've got to play football. They've got to express themselves. They've got to done 
they may have lost, they may have drawn, but they haven't just sat mm. back. Like I said on We Are Tottenham TV after the United game, I said, I'm brilliant. My time machine has worked because I'm back in the days of Alex Ferguson saying it's only Tottenham. Mm. I thought that watching the game. That, 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 mm. that performance, I've seen some bad performances. I think we, we, we I certainly was with Brad when we went to the Wolves game at home last season mm. when we lost 2-0. And that was the worst 45 minutes of football I've ever seen live, ever. Um, this was right up there with one of the most spineless, gutless, cowardly, unorganised mm. performances I've ever seen, ever. As us, and we are, we are, we are, we are getting to that point now, where it, it's a huge fundamental mentality problem with this team. A huge. So they from, go to these from, teams. From who? Conte, the players, a fish runs from the top. You got to remember, we we, we live, we, we we work for a team. We work, or sorry, they play for an organisation and play for a football team, where getting top four, like like the filth did back in the day, that's the requirement. Don't worry about pursuing a title. Don't worry about winning a cup. Just get us there so the money keeps coming in and we can do that. That that's that's all that matters at this football club nowadays. Listen, the players have to, and I've said it. I know, and I, I make it fully aware of people where I where I stand on who is to blame here. But fourteen managers and hundreds of players that get paid a hell of a lot of money to go and perform on that pitch. That is their job. If that if we perform like that in our day jobs, in our ordinary jobs, we'd be in a disciplinary or we'd be fired. Mm. We Brian, would be fired. Yeah. Can I just interject, Brian? Yes. Remember my saying, as long as the tills ring. Yep. Yep. You you've got that. They're, they're what you've got to look at, and I said as well. We have fans. We have thousands of fans that went to that game. That put in more pride, more passion, more desire, more determination, more yeah. courage. They spend a huge amount of money following this wonderful <laughs> football club. I thought, yeah, it's Ben's folks. He weren't at the Scotland Yard. He's a hundred percent record. Um, oh, ben, needs ben. Back, oh, Ben. Oh, he needs ben. to hop back to Canada. He needs to hop back to Canada every single game. Um, but, but yes, yeah, so that that's an issue. Then you have fans like myself. And, and Will Stewart and Cody and all the others, not just America and Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Korea, South Africa, everywhere around the world. I'd get it up at stupid o'clock or stay up till stupid late to watch this beloved football team of ours to put that on. And then I, I, I tweeted it yeah, straight after the game. I said, do you know what? 100%. Who's ready for the bullshit from Tottenham Twitter tomorrow saying we move on? We go again. We we must learn, or we go again. I was like, there is no accountability. There's no. They should have said yesterday wasn't good enough. We move on. Brian, there's no. There's nothing. There is nothing within this football club. There is no accountability. There is no stand. There's not one player that's come out and said, you know what? I'm really sorry about this, and I am sick to fucking death. And fans have been putting it on Twitter recently, going, oh, we must learn from this. Mm. <laughs> do you know how many times? Do you know how many times in the last three? Do you know how many times in the last three years, I've heard those words from a player? We must learn from this. They are the most freakish guys. They're like thirty-eight-year-olds trying to take their GCSEs because they don't learn. They don't learn, and it's the player mentality and the caliber of player there's there. But don't get me wrong, Conte has mm. questions to answer, and he is he is accountable. 
Brian. Yeah. I just want right. to get to a couple of comment, co- comments quickly. Uh, yeah. uh, simply Ace, uh, the amount of abuse I get from some Spurs fans question, uh, on questioning Conte is out of order. Don't care who's managing Spurs. No one's really criticism. Man United had 28 shots. Yeah, Brad counted 66. 66 uh, <laughs> probably watching a game, uh, three Man United games in one. And view from South you did, Stan, uh, did you see that stat? Specsavers. Specsavers said it on Wednesday. <laughs> Against Chelsea, United uh, and the Filth, we have conceded 66 uh, right. shots. That must yeah. be what you were referring that, to, Brad. That, 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 yeah, that, probably, that, yeah. And that's yeah. us playing ultra-defensive football. Yeah. 66 shots. It's yeah. defensive. Yeah. And then, yeah, this from Marlon, a view from the South Stand TV. Make sure you check their channel out. How you doing, buddy? Really hit home on Wednesday. Couldn't blame Voyle or 343. I'm sure some people are blaming Voyle. <laughs> uh, we need to start <laughs> looking at these players. This includes Kane, Son, Romero, Lois. You, you get time. people who, who blame the defence, and it's never lo- it's never uh, Romero. It's always Dyer and... and I, I just, just, yeah, I, 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 just, I just think it's such a negative way of playing. Negative way of playing. Let me just bring on uh, Rich, who's a Man United fan. Uh, do not Kip, smile do too much. Do not smile too much. That'll do it. Right, no, I was going to say, I, I watched <laughs> like a couple of minutes. I was like, is this a safe place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it is for you. You won. You've got nothing to worry about. Depends what you say, Rich. <laughs> I, was listening to Brian, I was listening to Brian, actually, and... 100%. That's what Manchester United fans were saying last year because we watched, like, you know, how bad we were at the end of last season. And we kept seeing the same sort of thing after the match with, uh, we, we realized we were terrible. We need to improve. We need to do better. And Manchester United fans thinking, that's not the time to say it. You've got 90 minutes to do better. You've got 90 minutes to play well. You don't play pathetic football for 90 minutes and come out and say, and for me, actually, I was going to say, I was. I don't watch a lot of Spurs, but I was as much as I was impressed by the way we played. I was I was expecting a reaction from Spurs. I know that you would be sitting back, and I was thinking in a minute, in a minute, and there was like one instance I think towards the end of the first half where you had a bit of a fast break and with Kane, and I was like, okay, this is going to happen in the second Mm -hmm. half at some point. You're going to hit us because we had we had so many chances and didn't score, and it was making me think like the Newcastle game against. European games midweek where we just couldn't score and we were playing probably the best football I've seen for a long time and it just didn't happen like, from your point of view why no subs why no change why just like the whole the game finished and I was like oh what happened like where does Spurs do, what was their plan can I just, make, can I just make a point that, that on, right. packing up what Brian was saying and what you were saying Rich was that I actually tweeted on Wednesday night after the game two Spurs officials said please don't do any tweets with we go again you know do you know what they tweeted? You might have seen this, Brian. They tweeted a a, a, a film of Larice's saves going our captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think for fuck's sake, he was brilliant, but we still he lost. I know, and no, bro. You know what? Yeah. I, 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 this, is thing, this is another thing that's pissing me off. Larice is getting a load of praise, rightly so, for his saves. Do you know how much unwanted pressure he put on us yeah, before yeah. those days with his sodding back passing? Mm-hmm. Man, you did it against Brentford with De Gea and it caused absolute mayhem. What have they done? Stop doing it. Stop doing it. We can't do it. And that's got to come yeah, from Conte the, the back, hasn't it? Mate, there's not been, it's, not, it's been Conte. It's been Mourinho. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's been true. Nuno. It's been Podge. It's been, he cannot do it. He did it on the World yeah. Cup final and got fucked. Thankfully, France were ahead. Mm. This guy doesn't learn. His shot stopping is second to none, but the amount of unneeded pressure. And Rich, I have to say, your football was sensational. 
Martinez and Anthony, who Danny Kiriakou, a good Tottenham Hotspur YouTuber, who knows a lot about Ajax because his girlfriend supports Ajax, wax lyrical about these guys. They had Harry Kane on to, uh, 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 and uh, Perisic yeah. on toast, two world-class players. And the thing that pisses me off the most about Man U, you play like that, you have players on that, and you have thousands of people wanting the Glazers out. Thousands! <laughs> <laughs> that will rip the shit up because and it's like I would have spent hundreds of millions and we're here and people that I'm very very staunch leave you out and behind a lot of the shit that goes on with a lot of other people I'm in the centre and it's like oh yeah but we've got two pitches and we, we've got beers that float from the bottom and look at Conte he's <laughs> got a nice stadium mate, mate it, it does you, you thoroughly deserved it you, uh, you came to play the game and you tore us a new one so fair play to you yeah yeah I mean, we have to say we were terrible. We were terrible, but you can only beat who's in front of you. Man United had a terrible team in front of them, or a terrible performance in front of them. Still got to go and get the wins. Still got to go and get the wins. And 28 shots what, what, on goal, not yeah. to be sniffed at. Lovis wasn't playing. It would have been about five or six. What, so what, what, Rich was, what Rich was saying about waiting for us to counterattack, we were, we were, we were waiting as well. We thought, yeah, we'll we'll get them on the break, and we never did. We never even attempted. I was going to say that when um we had our struggles last season with. Oli to start with and then the interim manager. A lot of Manchester United fans are saying we should have got Conte in. And there were there are some that are saying they didn't like his football, which I get as well. And I think we've now got a manager in Ten Hag that we like the football. It's, we, it's what we were hoping for in terms of what he did with Ajax last season. Yep. And I was going to say, I don't watch a lot of other leagues, but everybody I know that does was so excited when we got Anthony. And you've got to say, he's, he's just Brilliant. a very exciting player. It's so early days though, and already... You see, even the shot that went narrowly wide, he's got ridiculous range shot in him. He's brilliant. I mean, Anthony, you know what Anthony's going to do on that right-hand side. Cut in and have a shot. We let him do that and he hits the post. Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, had, had a moan about Conte. What I'll say about Conte as well is uh, him saying that we struggle against the top teams fucking pissed me off. It's your job <laughs> yeah, to figure out yeah. not to not for that not to happen. Not to, you know, Losers find excuses, winners find solution. Where's the solution for this rather than Chris, anyway? Um, Chris, we, 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 we all thought, and I, I was a, a very big uh, uh, culprit of this, thought, right, this is it. This is the guy that calls this parasite out, sets the wheat from the chief, and literally this is what's going to do it. And somehow he's been levied. Somehow our manager, who is known for, yeah. for not taking shit, ever since the Burnley away game, where he went absolutely nuts... And had his say and called the club out. He's been embargoed. And he just, he, it's like the end of Pochettino when Pochettino said, I'm not the manager, I'm the coach. Call me the coach. Yeah. How can you have Jose Mourinho, who Rich again will know and had, may not have been the greatest football, wins trophies. Mm. Done the job. He done what he had came to do. All right, he did win the league or, or get or the Champions League, but he won trophies. That is what a manager's job he is. He does it everywhere, doesn't he? I think he, sacking exactly. him just before and the then, League Cup final was... I was I was expecting you to somehow win that just because it just wins. Like, even at Roma, you put him anywhere. And <laughs> from top yeah. it, it is and crazy. Now doing that... it to and now we're doing it to Conte. And then when he goes, whenever it may be, whenever it may be, and he and he leaves. It'll be our Conte always walks out on teams or or the style of football. There, there'll be some excuse not to blame a certain person, and I'm just sick of it. I'm I'm sick. I'm well, so. I've happy. got a question for all of you guys regarding Hugo Lloris, because from what you're saying, you can put the word David de Gea instead of Hugo Lloris, and it's Manchester United fan base where everybody will look at the saves, but it's like the same faults he's got is exactly Hugo Lloris's fault yep. when um. 
like Brentford, for example, okay, the first goal was just an error, which does happen. But when he tries to play out from the back, tries to distribute that way, absolute disaster. I think we basically just tried it a few games and Ten Hag went, okay, David De Gea, this isn't your game. Just boot it clear. Or you know, sometimes he does come out and, inter- and kick it clear. But no, I think um, Ten Hag's worked out that some of the players, they can't, they can't do what he wants to do. So you have to find a plan B. And I think with Hugo Lloris, that, yeah, shot-stopping, fantastic. David Hare, exactly the same shot-stopping, fantastic. But a lot of the time, he has to stop more shots because we give the ball away too much. and trying to, we, we don't build up from the back. He just kicks it clear. We hand possession away. So if anything, the improvement we're seeing now is we're better at counter-pressing, winning the ball back rather than waiting. If the ball ends up back in David Hare's hands, we're pretty much kicking it back to you guys or putting ourselves under a lot of pressure. But I think... I think it's because of uh, what Pep's done. He's changed football. Everyone has to play out of the back now because Pep does it. And Pep has the players to do it, so he can do it. It's we almost don't. like we the, don't. Brent, the Man United-Brentford so game. It's almost no, exactly. like the Man United-Brentford game. Dan, uh, Dan Hag has, has looked at that and thought, hmm, Tottenham are like that. We could do it. What they've done to us, we can do it to Tottenham. And that's what they did. You know, it just presses us up high and we're past trying to get the ball out. Uh, and the, I mean, I think, I think Larice's shots have... His saves have saved us more points and he's lost us points by, by errors. But, but, but yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, before we come on to Loris, uh, uh, Rich, uh, what do you make of Ten Hag so far? He's obviously not had a huge amount of time. He's had some really good results, had a really tough start. But, you know, beating yeah. Liverpool, beating Tottenham. Uh, what do you make of him so far? I think, and, the, I think the first couple of games, two disappointing defeats. The Brentford game was pretty much like rock bottom this season, early on in the season. Mm-hmm. I think he, that's when he realised that there are some things that the players couldn't do. And I think he's had to find this middle ground between what he wants to do eventually with maybe another couple of transfer windows and what the players are actually capable of. Also, um, there's some players, I think with improved structure in their team, with Ericsson's been a, a big help. So people like McTominay were probably hung out to dry a bit in terms of the way we played last season really disorganised. As soon as we lost the ball, we're under massive pressure. And Martinez coming in, big improvement. Um, last year did really well. I think with him and Luke Shaw, we got that position covered. But improvements in actually making some of the players we had last season better or look better in the way we're playing and the way we're organised is a massive plus. And also some of the signings, he obviously knows his players personally from where he's worked before and obviously identified some quality in the team. And I... I'm kind of um, I was looking at it in terms of Ten Hag and say judge him after a few transfer windows because we've got a lot of players there that we should probably be moving on, and I think he's probably done better than we're expecting because we're playing against Liverpool and we beat them and we looked actually quite dominant in that game and looked very comfortable at times. We then also beat Arsenal as well, and you look at the games last season. We were embarrassed by Liverpool. It was probably like a low point for Manchester United fans, humiliated in two games. And really, apart from this, apart from the City game where we were terrible, everything went right for them. I've been quite impressed. League table-wise, we've actually played after Chelsea this weekend. We played like the top seven, I think. So our fixtures have been heavily weighted towards the top teams. I think, I think we're going to do better than I expected this season because I think it's just um, we, we have been lucky with injuries, I guess, as well. Apart from Marshall, but we're looking a lot better and a lot harder to beat that. The three clean sheets we got recently last season is almost five minutes in. We were down against most of the top teams. And I think last season, it took like a ridiculous Ronaldo hat trick to beat you guys when we won 3 2. 
So I'm more confident actually. We, we're actually getting some one nils, which we couldn't do last season because our defence was shambolic. I think we've improved yeah. that massively. And yeah, I was, Son and Kane ran riot a couple of years ago against us. So to see that sort of performance from us, that yeah. two dangerous players. And I was like going into the game thinking they're going to get some sort of chance. I was happy they didn't because you give Son or Kane much of a kick and you're going to suffer. Yeah, it was very disappointing for us. But Arthur, the one positive that we do have, the one positive we do have, Lovis, uh, the saves he made, absolutely fantastic. Uh, he was the only good point. He's the only one for me that can go on the coach back to London. The rest of them can fucking walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but like you said, like Brian said, I said to my dad watching the game, I'm amazed that we haven't conceded more goals from pissing around at the back for Lovis and the defenders mm. as well in the... I don't know, four or five years that we've been doing it. But in terms of his performance, certainly saves. If it wasn't for him, who knows what the score would have been. Well, I th yeah, absolutely right. As I said to you at the start, that Larice was the star, um, if there is a star in that side. Um, I think what we're all missing here, and I'm going to, might be a bit controversial, but I said, and I've said this, Brian will back me up on several shows, we needed a complete rebuild. We've still got players in there, even though we've cleared a lot of players out. We've still got players in there of what we call the old school. They're still there. Dyer's still there. Kane's still there. I think I think Kane is not the player he was. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't think he is. Um, Sonny's blowing hot and cold. Uh, we need to get new, complete new guys in there. Just rebuild from the start and get rid of this bloody shit mentality. Because it is a shit mentality, and it runs—it's like it's like a vein. It runs right through the centre of that club. Need to get rid of Enoch, as Brian's always saying. Um, They—I mean, I mean, you know, there's a lot of work to be done in that club to bring it back to what it should be. Yeah, and a lot of work that won't be done. We ain't going to get a rebuild in the summer. Enoch aren't going anywhere. We make far—they make far too much money from us. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, Brad uh, Lovis. Yeah, I mean, shot shot saving was excellent, and he, he's he's done that consistently. You know, consistently shot saving. Uh, distribution is is poor. Uh, I always fear when we get new players in that tell him tell him he's left footed, he's left footed because when they pass his right foot, it's like master. Uh, but no, he he he's he's just yeah. I mean, shot stopping. He, I mean, obviously we have to replace him in, in the next next year or so. But but yeah, I think I think his his saves of of of. of Made us more points and more important games than than his mistakes have. So yeah. uh, I, I think going on that 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 rebuild, I, I think that comes down to this mentality that, that you've got players there that have been there through the Pochettino years, through the Mourinho years when we kept losing. Now I'm talking about players like Dyer Davis. They're still at the club. They it must be ingrained in them. Yeah, it must be this mentality. Kane and Son, well, I, I think their record... Their, their record style, yeah. I didn't realise it was that much. Yeah, I think Kane and Son, their record speaks for itself. That, that well, They still don't perform in the big games, but I think their record speaks for itself. So I don't think you can... you can, And then, you, you know, to replace those would, would be take an awful lot. But I, I certainly think your players, like your, your Dyers and, and your Davises, that, that, yeah, Davis improved under Conte and, and Dyer improved under Conte. But, yeah, could, that, that could be the problem. That they're still there. Uh, but we won't put the money out to get decent replacements. And, my you know, the problem. Brad, my point was when I spoke about Kane, he's 29. Mm. 
Next birthday mm. will be 30. Sonny's not far behind him. He's within a year of, of, of Kane, Kane's birthday. You know, and you know a lot of players lose form, pace, etc. So I'm saying we, we really need a clear out. We really need to mm. rebuild. You know, Pochettino went to him and said, said to Levy, we need a rebuild. And he was rewarded with the sack a few weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the rebuild isn't a new thing. It's from Pochettino whenever he did that interview with Lineker and then spoke to Leto four years ago. Yeah. And it's still there. I mean, the thing, Chris, is about this rebuild is I, I asked a question last night about, about, you know, success and that sort of thing. If you look at the... Uh, uh, Liverpool team during the 70s and early 80s and the Man United team during the 80s and 90s that won loads and loads and loads of those. They were constantly recycling their team. Every season, they they get rid of one player, bring in a... I remember Liverpool winning everything and they bought Dalgleish, who at that time was the best forward around. And that's what they did. They kept recycling and recycling. We haven't. We've literally got the same... You know, we've just all, still got players that played in that Champions League final. Yeah, we still... Know, still. It, it, it's, it reached its end. And when it reached its end, it's like, well... We haven't we haven't tried to replace them as we've been going on, and suddenly you have to rebuild with a whole team rather than That's adding right. players to your yeah. team. As you That's what Man yeah. City do, isn't it? Man City do it really well. We used to do that yeah. when remember in the mid nineties when we let Marquise go and Kanchelskis yeah. and people were like, yeah. why are you letting these guys go? And and Man City now they let Hazus go, they let um, Sane go, they let these players go, but they bring in quality replacements that are slightly younger, so that the team mm. overall quality, the squad quality never drops below a certain level, mm. but they're continually bringing in young players. And they're, because they're doing it a couple of players per season, it seems like pretty seamless. You can't see too many sort of bumps in the road. Manchester United, we, we've gone through the same sort of problem with a lot of the players we brought in to try and fix out the sort of forward position. We brought in Cavani when Cavani had no club and it was like pretty much five years past his best. Then we bring in Ronaldo, who's 37, and you keep... These are such short-term measures. What we needed to be doing really is bringing in someone that was 22, 23, like Haaland a couple of years ago or someone like that. And the difficulty is now Manchester United are probably going to have to try and move on a lot of players. Tottenham, the same sort of thing. We're, we're, we're in a similar those. position, aren't we, in terms of a rebuild yeah, both but, of our teams? But, but, yeah. What I've got to say, Rich, with that, is when you're saying that, you're Manchester United. You bring in when you need a striker, Edison Cavani, who may have been past his sell-by date, but is still a fucking terrific striker, and Cristiano Ronaldo, where no one needs to say anything, we bring in Vinicius and Vincent Janssen. <laughs> that, 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 so you, you may find some short-term solutions, but you have short-term solutions that do the job that's on the tin. That's what you do. Because until you can find the right one, and where it comes to Hugo, what you got to look at with Hugo is when we signed Hugo, the idea of a goalkeeper was to sweep a keeper. That was the in thing for, for goalkeepers. Mm. And Hugo Lloris was the best at their best when they came in. Through evolution of football, it's now you've got to play from the back. You've got to pass. You've got to do this. And we he can't do it. But what's also happened with Hugo Lloris, just like Harry Kane, apart from Brad Friedel when he was there, he's had no competition. If Hugo's fit, Hugo plays. If Hugo, Hugo could go out drinking like he used to. He could have... He could be. He could stay up all night doing whatever. He could have a bad night. He could do whatever. If you're fit, you're playing. If you're simple as, there's been absolutely no competition. Then, then when I've said we need, I, I want a new goalie or his competition or his successor in this summer, 
or January. That's what I want as well. If, if, if possible, because what we've got to learn and what we've got to do is you need to come in. Then I hear Spurs fans going, oh, well, goalkeeper is such a select position. How do you know if the goalkeeper comes? How do you know if the club will sell? Well, for me, that position is the biggest one that you have to get right. Absolutely. As United will know, they had Bosnich, Taibi, Carroll. It, it, they struck gold with Van der Sar. They struck gold, I think, with Tim Howard, who may have left a bit too soon, but did wonders at Everton. And they certainly struck gold with De Gea, who has been a wonderful server, just like Hugo yeah, We basically had, for me, the goalkeeper of the 90s, Schmeichel. Then mm. we, we kind of no, missed the boat a bit with Van der Sar ended up going to Fulham. We, we probably could have yep. signed him. I think we'd agreed to sign another goalkeeper instead. But if you get that wrong, you pretty much have to go for a lot of people. I was exactly. going to say, to just to talk about Harry Kane, because I know a, a couple of my friends that are on my channel quite a lot absolutely love Harry Kane. Har do you think Harry Kane does drop off in that way? Because looking at it from the outside, that do you think you could have more of a Teddy Sheringham gradual tail off? Because it's not necessarily about pace. He can drop back. He can. He's got more to his game than just finishing chances. Mm -hmm. He's got a wide range of ways of scoring. I think he's great in the link-up play. I think Harry Kane is a player that, like, would you have been happy if he'd sold him to City for? Like, I know whatever money you wanted for him. What if it was like more realistic, like an eighty million sell? Or would not, you for have... eight, not for eighty. I think. So, how, how much would you come and pay for someone that's nearly thirty? I don't think any first thing... wanted to sell Kane. Although we we sort of respected why he, if he had been sold, if he had wanted to go at that time. Um, the other thing is, for me, is that it's Man City. Everyone knows Man City have unlimited wealth. Mm. So, therefore, you want our top player. I thought he'd go. <laughs> it, it's not, it's, it, I thought he was going. I thought he was going. Yeah. But the thing is, that the, the problem we have as Tottenham Hotspur fans, um, which, obviously, you yes, you're up against the Glazers, but you do spend, you can't argue that you spend. What will happen? Let's just say we sold him for $120 million, just for a number up. I know for a fact, because we've seen it time and time again, at Tottenham, it's quantity over quality. So we mm. can sell Harry Kane yeah. for 120 million, where we'd need to replace the best one of the best strikers in the world, if not the let's face it, one of the best playmakers and part we need to sign like two or three players to replace him. But we would use 120 million to spend to spend on six players at 20 million each, rather than right, yeah. 70 million on one fifth. That's that's the problem. If, I think if, that's if, what you did with Gareth Bale, wasn't it? Gareth Bale left. You got back yeah, the yeah. players in. Only Ericsson survived out of those seven there. Yeah. 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 I, I just want to finish my thing I was saying about Lloris. But Lloris, let's, I, I've heard so many Spurs players go, clubs won't let them go. They're such a specialist. Do you know why they won't let them go? Because I said, during the transfer window, Tottenham Hotspur need to change their name to Registering Interest Albion, <laughs> Make an inquiry, City. Um, these are the names we need to, because I've never heard such nonsense. We don't put bids in. Oh, we are monitoring the situation. We are. It, let's just say it was. I, I want. I want a rich one like it. I've said it for ages. I want Dean Henderson. I think Dean Henderson yeah, is a man. wonderful goalkeeper. He would have been perfect, wouldn't he? Twenty nine years old. He, yeah. he, he's young. He's played for England. He's when he's been at Sheffield United, even at Forest. Even he's a, he's a wonderful. I I I I want him all for, but. They go, oh, you won't pay. You go, go people won't let. Even when they're talking Oblak, uh, Atletico Madrid, and they go, oh, he won't come. We, we, we Atletico won't let him go. How do you know? Mm. If Tottenham register their interest and go, <laughs> right, how much do you want? And they say seventy million, and they say, all right, we'll give you sixty or fifty. How do you know if a Atletico Madrid will say no? 
And if they do say no, how do you know Obliac won't go, well, I've given you so many years of service, I want to try in a different league, and I want to go to the Premier League. And then they hit, but we, we, we never do this. When, when, when Newcastle wanted James Madison, we wanted James Madison, but we, we are monitoring the situation. <laughs> what did Newcastle do? They put in a bid. It got rejected. Understandable. They came back with a second bid. It got rejected. Understandable. That's how football works. You don't know if you just go, oh, yeah, we're, we're. I even heard the club say, Alistair Gold said, Tottenham are rating for the right name to become available. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the club. From Alistair Gold, when it comes to goalkeepers, Spurs are looking at their replacement, but waiting for the right one to become available. Yeah. That's why the don't issue. You, for, why yeah. don't you get the right one and start bidding rather than waiting? Yeah, you have to, tr- you have to be proactive. I was going to say that we, yeah. we signed Eric Cantona on the basis of a, a conversation where they tried Dennis to buy Irwin. Dennis Irwin and we just said, it's Cantona for sale. Just tried it. And nobody <laughs> thought it was going to happen. And they went, yeah, sure. I think he was really happy at Leeds, wasn't he? You did also, in fairness, have the best manager that I'll ever see in my lifetime. Someone <laughs> that was horrendously universally respected in the game. But I think that's true long... though, isn't it? Brian, yeah. so you, the, the best players don't become available. The best players are in demand. The best yeah. the goalkeepers aren't w- waiting for a club. They're the, if they're one of the best, they're in, do, you, do you know, Rich, we know it. Everyone in the chat knows it. All the fans around the world know it, except our chairman, whose job it is to bring these. Oh my god! What do you to... think about Levy? As Manchester United <laughs> fans, we just know that whenever we bought a player from Tottenham, Carrick, <laughs> Berbatov. Eventually you get them, but bloody hell, we have to yeah. work for it. Well, you and refused to sign it, Modric, didn't you? Because he couldn't deal with uh, Levy anymore, which... I know, he obviously just, yeah, gets, Modric's a quality get... player, but we're just like, no, come on, we've, we've done enough. We just... I mean, he deserves credit for those ones and Bale for getting the maximum amount. But when there's players who don't want to be there and the manager doesn't want and he has to get the exact money, no, get rid, get rid. But in terms of the goalkeeper, I think I, I'm with Brian, like, no later than this <laughs> summer and a top-quality goalkeeper. And... Go back to Schmeichel, who who is the best goalkeeper I'll ever see in my lifetime, bar none. And we really run a risk, I think, if we Loris retires and then we get a new one in who hasn't been playing with a team or anything like that, of what happened at Man United when Schmeichel went, where you went from the, the goalkeeper up there to all trying all of these out and then it hasn't worked and you've had to wait, I don't know, four goalkeepers until Van der Sar to get in it. What we need, I think, is a goalkeeper who's there when Loris is there in the same way that Friedel was there when Loris was there and they're fighting it out for that number one and eventually the new goalkeeper then becomes the number one. He's had experience in the team, experience with the manager, experience with the players, experience, you know. And like Brian said... We're never proactive. We're always reactive. And they're waiting for the right goalkeeper to come along. I mean, <laughs> Chris, I think Peter, Smike, Peter Smeichel ain't going to be born again. So we can't yeah, do well, that. Dean, We've got Dean to go Henderson. and get one now. I think when I was yeah, over Dean in Henderson. Toronto, when I was over in I, Toronto with Brian, I think they're talking about Dean Henderson, weren't they? That's yeah. when it first yeah. I, I wanted Nick Pope. Uh, obviously, Newcastle went and got him. So yeah. it's Henderson now. He would have been perfect. He could have, you could have had him, because Larissa has got one more year of his contract, right? So you could have had... Henderson, as the number two goalkeeper for this season, next season, played him in the League Cup, played him in the FA Cup. And then when Lloris, probably at the end of yeah. his contract, will probably go back to France, then you've got a ready-made goalkeeper who's, um, who's a decent keeper. Yeah. And Brad, Brad, what, what, what you say, that I heard a lot of people going, oh, he won't go on loan, he won't be a number two. Well, he's on loan to Nottingham Forest. And yeah. if, you said, <laughs> if, 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 if you said, listen, you're coming in, as Hugo Lloris's replacement, I'll even yeah. put it on your contract that when he leaves, yeah. you are our number one. 
yep, full stop, exactly. no if, no buts, no maybes. You will be Tottenham Hotspur number one once Lloris goes. He yeah. signs it. He he definitely comes. There's no question at all, is there? I think he wanted to be number one goalkeeper and just got frustrated at taking too long. Yep. And it's just one of those yeah. things, isn't it? If you're if you're backup goalkeeper, sometimes you're just not going to get games at all. But for him, he wants to be playing first team football. That's why he's at Forest. It's a straight. Yep. You know, and he definitely. I think with um regarding like trying to sell players. There's so many parallels between our team that we we could have sold Lingard for probably 20, 25 million. We wanted five million more than West Ham would pay. So we do nothing. We don't even play him in our team. And then he goes for free. That's just that's just stupid. Rich, what really annoyed me on Wednesday night was the performance of, of Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Absolutely brilliant. Because <laughs> we were he the root the, the story is that he actually had personal terms. For Tottenham to sign for Tottenham, really, uh, but 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 uh, sporting Lisbon, wherever he came from, wanted five million, ten million more than what we were willing to offer. And we, we oh, well, get... you know, yeah. what it, you know, what else, what was else as well, Brad, with our fucking dynamite of a chairman, the only chairman <laughs> in the world that believed rather than strengthening your squad before, get, before we, we, we have to let a player go before we bring a player mm. in to get that money, he wanted Christian Eriksen gone. And use the Christian Eriksen money, yeah, to buy Fernandez. And it's like, well, yeah. wait a minute. If you know Fernandez is, go- if you know Eriksen's going, and there's twenty million or whatever coming in, yeah, yeah. spend I, the I, money. I think, you know, it's coming back. I, I yeah, think, I think, just, that, I think, that, I think, I tended to get the idea that during the last transfer window, Levy wasn't as involved as as much because we apart did. from Jim Spence that took yeah, three apart from Jim Spence, and, and then that went on forever. Didn't <laughs> it? So yeah, so the ones but, that but, happened yeah, quickly, I, he wasn't I'm, involved I'm in. The mindset of, of yeah. I'm sure Conte was saying that when Brian Hill, when the thing came up for Brian Hill to go on loan, so well, no, we're not on loan until we get a player in. You know, yeah, so I mean, hopefully that mentality is 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 changed has changed because of Conte and, and Paratici. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let, let's move on a little bit. We'll come to Vich. Uh, I know you're in a good mood and everything like that, but you're on a Spurs channel now where we've always got something to moan about. So I'm going to bring you down a little bit. I'm sure you can guess which photo is coming. You won the game. No one's talking about it. They're all talking about this. Uh, okay, okay. I, I saw a stat. I saw a stat about Ronaldo today. Whether it's true or not, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But without Ronaldo this season, 2.2 points on average with him. 0.5. I don't know the games that they've played, but he's obviously an unbelievable player. Like Brian said, you don't really have to introduce him or say anything other than Cristiano Ronaldo and the things that he's done for you, Real Madrid, uh, uh, Juventus, uh, Portugal. Uh, but that doesn't help, surely. And Ten Hag has said he'll be dealt with. Uh, for me, I think it's quite a good thing for Ten Hag because dropping him and not bowing down to Ronaldo doing that, who is one of the biggest stars in the world, not just football, it gives him authority straight away. Like, if Ronaldo ain't coming in my team if I don't want him in. I'm the manager here. I'm the boss. You do what I say. Uh, what, what do you think of the whole situation? I think um, from a Manchester United fan perspective, that you want the manager to have absolute authority. We saw that with Ferguson, didn't we? That if, um, whatever reason, if you fell out of him, Yapstam, Van Nistelrooy, yeah. top players, off they went. Beckham, off they went. And Ronaldo, there's no doubt... He's been one of the best players in the world, if not the best player in the world, for 15-plus years. Amazing player, fantastic. But um, like you said, there's got to be repercussions if you don't deliver on the pitch. And there's no one should be an automatic choice if you're not playing well. He hasn't been playing well if you watched any of our games earlier in the season. And I think one of the issues is that 
we've got a very dynamic front line when we have Marshall's been injured, but he hasn't when he has played in preseason. You've got quite a lot of very good dynamic players interchangeable up front. We've got Rashford, Anthony. When Ronaldo's in the team, we can't really press as a team. He hasn't got the that in him. It's not his game. And also he's 37. Years ago, he could have done that. So you see in games, people from midfield, either Fred when Fred's playing or other players, they have to do some of the work for him, which then unbalances our team a bit. So when we're losing the ball in transition and you've got someone like Fred, who's not positionally aware at the best of times, sort of pressing forward, it causes problems in our team. And it's no surprise that when he's been playing, we don't play as effectively as a team. If you give him chances, like there's no better finisher in the game. If he had mm. the chances Rashford had, there's no doubt he would have scored more goals. But overall, as a team, we're less effective. I think with the Ronaldo thing, I got asked constantly about it as soon as the game was finished because of what happened. And I think he's come out and apologised. He knows that he wants to, probably wants to leave, play for a different team that maybe suits him better, and that would be fine. I think the, it's a shame it's got to this level but I think Ronaldo needs to be more professional and just turn Hag's in charge now and that's what you want as a fan you don't want players dictating so if Maguire plays badly or Rashford or anybody they will get dropped and turn Hag's in charge that's what we want so for me disappointing but you know, Ronaldo will still if he's still part of the team he's going to get games the same way as Maguire's going to come back and play games no team no player's going to be not required because of the the fixture congestion so I mean, we're on a high now, like you said, but we're playing Chelsea on the weekend, so it could turn quite quickly. But players like that are going to be needed. Anthony Marshall, with his terrible injury record, isn't going to be playing for game, that many games. So Ronaldo will definitely get starts. This just wasn't his game, and he needs to accept that. And I think the frustration from his point of view was he was sat watching probably one of the best Manchester United performances for a while, and he wasn't part of it, and he wasn't needed. And that probably... Yeah, I mean, someone said in the <laughs> chat uh, he was taking treatment for his bruised ego. It probably didn't help. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. He needs to be more professional. It's very similar to what Kane did last summer, I think. Obviously, that was training, not a game. Uh, but, you know, the, the manager has to be the be-all of end-all. And I think it would be a good thing for Ten Hag because I think it instantly gives him, I'm the authority here, not you, not this player, not this Ballon d'Or multiple winner. I'm in charge here. And I think it'll probably stand you in good stead going forward, I think. Probably sends a message, doesn't it, to the rest of the squad. That Ronaldo's the biggest name. I think so, The biggest ego. And people would... A lot of Manchester United fans, when we've gone through different managers, they look at the the manager and say, can he deal with... As a club like United, you're going to have some big egos. Can can the manager deal with people like this? And in the modern game, you, you see sometimes managers don't have as much power or aren't perceived to have as much power. Whereas Benjamin Ronaldo... For like at the start of the season because he missed out in preseason, other players just know that now, don't they? You can't you can't take the piss with Ten Hag, and that's as a Manchester United fan, that's what I want to see. Maybe it was all a plan, and Ten Hag's a genius. Said walk down there in a strop makes me look like I'm in charge. Uh, you know, if he has, he's an absolute genius, absolute genius. But Arthur, uh, that's one player who isn't playing for them. One player who isn't playing for us. I'd have him in with one leg because he's got more energy in his one leg than most of our players. So, <laughs> Kulu, uh, please for the love of God, be back for Newcastle. Uh, he, he'd have been perfect in that game. I know, you know, 
I, I, I've said negative mindset. I don't think I think he'd have ignored that. I think he'd have just gone bollocks to that. I'm taking the ball <laughs> forward. I'm taking people on. I'm going to try and make something happen. And what happens when you have negative attitude as well? I think is the players don't make the runs. You know, the sons don't make the runs because well, they're not going to look for me. They're going to pass back. So what's the fucking point? With Kulisevsky, people make runs, not just because mm-hmm. of his runs and everything. His crossing is unbelievable. And, and if there's no cross on, <clears throat> all right, bug of it, then I'll have a shot. Uh, uh, but we need him desperately back. Do you think he'll be back for Newcastle? Or do you think it's, I mean, we can't rush him back. We can't afford to have mm. him playing one game and then injured again. Uh, but we, oh, we need but him we back. But we can against Romero, we can with Romero and he's shit <laughs> because he's been rushed back. But we can't rush back Kulu. <laughs> no. Great summer, great summer. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Arthur, in terms of Kulu? When will he be back and how much do we miss him when he isn't there? And this is a guy who's 22, has become one of our most important players. Uh, we miss him dread- dreadfully and uh, very incisive player. He could lay on goals, he could score goals. Um, and as you say, he has this ability to galvanise people around him. Um, mm. And I've noticed Benton Kerr plays a lot better with him as well. Um, and Emerson as well. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably because of their link with um, Juventus. But uh, no, he is necessary for us at the moment. And uh, I'm praying, praying uh, for Sunday that he's there. Because if he's there, we stand half a chance. Because yeah, they're I mean, going to, they, listen, believe me, Newcastle have been playing mm, well, as we all know. Yeah, it's not going to be gonna, an easy game by any no, stretch. They're going to come at us at 900 miles an hour, I tell you. Yeah, so I we. We need people like like Kulu who, who can start making things happen. As now, I understand but, it, he had a setback, didn't he? Uh, he was due to come yes, back. my dad told me yeah. that, yeah. 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 Uh, so, but what would you... Sorry, carry on. on. No, no, carry on. I was going to move on to another point, but if you've got a point to make on this one, then carry no, no, on. No, no, carry on. Oh, okay. I was just going to say to Brad, Basuma, I thought, had a terrible game. You know, the whole saying, second touch is a tackle. Uh, but I wanted him to play three in midfield. I thought he'd be the one in front of the defence and allow Hoiberg and Bentenker, or at least one of them, to engage forward and support the attackers. Didn't seem to happen. Uh, what would you do against Newcastle? Obviously, Kulu, is he back? Is he not? We don't know. Uh, but would you, would you play the five in the middle again? We, we should be a lot more on the front foot because we're at home. But we'll come on to Newcastle game in a bit and, and the Man United-Chelsea game in a bit. But Newcastle, I know Mugs here. And this ain't going to be an easy game by any no. stretch of the imagination. No way. And, and mm. after watching us against Man United, they'll be fancying their chances. I'm pretty sure of that. But oh, yeah. what, what would you do against Newcastle in terms of well, personnel, uh, formation uh, and, and, and what have you? I think it depends on, on Kulicheski's fitness because he wasn't fit for the Man United game. And Mora clearly isn't fully fit. Otherwise, no. I, I thought he would have played, played Lucas Mora, but he's obviously not fully fit. I think... Basuma has had a poor game against Man United, but everyone had a poor game. Yeah, And I, I don't want to write him off. Uh, a lot of people have written him off. As to be fair, a lot of players were moaning about Kulicheski when after his first two games. Oh, he's too slow. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> prove them wrong. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've, I've got friends that, 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 oh, he's rubbish. But, yeah, I, I'm always willing to give players the whole season, let, let him have a few games and see. I think if Kulicheski's fit, well, Conte will go back to 3-4-3 because that's, that's his... Formation he wants to play. Uh, I, if he goes to three five two, then I think you need your t- are attacking wing backs. You need your two wing backs to be attacking wing backs. So for me, it'd be 
I'd give I'd, I'd bunk Spence in there. I'm sorry, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah see how we go, Spence. Well, em Gross. Emerson is back, you know. Emerson yeah, is well, back. He'll go what's the bet? Press, what's the bet? Not the first eight name on the team sheet. What's the yeah, bet? He'll go Emerson, and again, Kulachewski. We plays Emerson plays better with Kulachewski. They team team to work, but I think with Emerson comes back, then you lopsided in your wing backs because you got one defensive one, one attacking one. You got something like Perichits. I think we we. The three-five-two and the three-four-three works a lot better when we got attacking wing backs because that gives you the four across midfield. Whereas if you got one back, you've only got three across midfield. So I, I think on Sunday it'll, it'll come down to fitness. I really do. Yeah, I mean Arthur, what what would you do in 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 the lineup for Newcastle? Just quickly, simply, I say Jed Spence should be given a chance, but again, Conte too stubborn, and the stubbornness annoys me a little bit. You know, if things aren't working. It's all right to change it. I've got no issue with a manager making a wrong decision or getting it wrong. Even Alex Ferguson got it wrong time to time. The mark of a manager is when you get it wrong, change it and fix That's it. it. But, yeah. But, but and this stubbornness, I, 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 Emerson, I'm, can't cross the ball. Give Jed Spence a chance. Whether it's mm. I didn't sign him, so I'm not playing him. Get get out yeah. your ass. Get out your ass. He's in your squad. Uh, who would you play? Three four three, three five two. Does it depend on Kulu? Does it depend on this or that? Uh, what would you do for Newcastle? I'd go three five two. I'd certainly put Spence in the side. Um, what, what have you got to lose? Mm. Only a game. We've already lost one bloody game. We might just as well, <laughs> you know, might as well give it a shot and try. Put the best ones in that you think. And what price? What price decision making? That's what Conti's there for. Make a decision. Bring these people on. If it doesn't work, what's that old saying? If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So then you, you've got to put people in to do bloody work. Yeah. And as I said, and I'm going to say this now, when Conti came to us, we always knew it was going to take three transfer windows to build a good side. Yeah? We've only had one transfer window so far. So... You know, people expect miracles overnight. It does not happen. That's la-la land. Hmm. I mean, some people say he did it at Chelsea, but to that, I'd say he inherited a title-winning team. They were just Absolutely. bad, bad, bad performance, not playing. And also, when he was at team. Chelsea, the, the, rest of the, the rest of the league was pretty poor, apart from us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian, Newcastle, Jed Spence, Emerson. Yeah. Doherty, 3-5-2, 3-4-3, Hulu. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mate, I, I, I think do? we should go with a solid 5-5-5 five, 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 because that's the only way we're going to get a fucking win. I mean, first of all, like Arthur just said, you'd actually have two windows if you think of Kulisevsky and Benson yeah. Court. I know he's yeah. had... Uh, Arthur's right, he's had one summer window where he's had that longer period to, to get mm. people in. Listen, you, you started this thing saying Kulisevsky... Uh, the biggest thing is, honestly, if I see Emerson, if, if I see Emerson Royale start this match over either Darty or Spence, then there is something fundamentally, like we know there's something fundamentally wrong with this football club. There is something fundamentally wrong. I, I, I don't care if it's two attacking players in Spence or Doherty and Perisic or Seth, I, I don't care. If he walks back into the squad after being so poor and do what he did against Arsenal, and it's plain to see that he cannot play. And you've got to remember, again, this is Conte playing a right-back in a right-wing-back mm. position when he's got two right-wing-backs there going, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Spence, like, like I think it was Bragg that said uh, when, when Spence came on, and how unlucky is Spence against Everton and 
United. I think he was on the bloody sideline trying to get on longer than he was actually on the pitch more. The guy cannot catch a break, but time's up. Do you think Emerson we will come in? Do you think he'll put I, him I, in? Or I, do you think I, he'll I, be really, one of the I really, I, I, I think he is. I really, really yeah. think he is. And I, I think so too. And, 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 and the thing is, if, if, and I don't mean this bad with Emerson or anything, if his name gets called out, when you, if you're going Arthur Bradder in the ship, you know the reception it's going to get when they say blah, 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 whatever fucking number he is, Emerson, there won't be, way they'll be like, oh, it, and it's going to set the tone. Kulisevsky, yeah. within less than a year, has become the heartbeat of that football team. He has mm. become that, forget what Kane yeah. and Son do yeah. goal-wise, forget what Son and Kane do goal-wise, they have not looked themselves since Kulisevsky hasn't been by their side. He is the most important. If we play 3-4-3, for me, he's the first name on the team sheet. Mm. Without foul. And if we play 3-5-2, we have to, have to find a position for him. Whether it be right wing back, one of the midfielders. We have to find it because he is the only piece of uh, creativity we have, apart from Harry Kane. And as good as Harry Kane is, he cannot get on the end of his own through balls. (laughs) <laughs> he hasn't worked that out. How dare he? How dare he? How dare he? He's improved his dribbling, God knows where. He's improved his pace, God knows where or how. But he is not that good that he can get onto his own crosses or through. <laughs> he, Kulisevsky is the only bit of mental. And for me, Conte, I mean, I, I said before the United game, Newcastle terrified me more than United. And that's not because... I, I, I had a soft spot for Newcastle before the owners who, I have to say, within a year, have been brilliant for Newcastle. Yeah. Brilliant. They haven't got to smash money like Chelsea or City. They've got to ball wisely and listen to their manager and back Eddie Howe. They've got Joe Linton playing the football of his life. Mm. Look, let's, let's see how crap he was. They've got players playing there. That that Geordie, Those Geordie fans is my favourite away ground. I love Newcastle. That football ground the, the Geordies, they are such wonderful football fans and they've deserved a bit of uh, happiness and whatever. Um, I'm petrified of this game. And the reason I'm petrified as well is they always, when we were top of the league a couple of times with Jose, uh, Jose with uh, Poch, who scored 90th minute winners at the lane? Newcastle. When we could have come second, but we came third in a two-horse race, who mm. did we lose 5-1 to? Newcastle. Newcastle, New. They seem to be another one of our bogey teams, and I am don't, petrified. Don't forget of Tim Quill making sixty-six saves in one yes, game. They, they've got, they've got uh, a player we were funny enough. A player we were linked with. We're registering interest and monitoring the situation. Bruno Gibberes, or however you say his name, wonderful player, wonderful player, box to box that is created. They they are a huge huge threat, and I want to, like we've all said, if we had lost to United, but given a good account of ourselves. You come off, you leave the pub, you leave the ground, you leave you leave your sofa and you go, yeah. do you know what? The better team least, won. Yeah. We gave a good at least we tried. At least we tried. No worse exactly. feeling than... Can you imagine that Champions League semi-final if we lost with a whimper like that? Absolutely. Yeah, but... we, we tried in that game. We got our just desserts. Fortune favours the brave. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fortune doesn't favour the teams who don't fucking turn up. They, they just yeah. need to go out and give a huge account of themselves. They yeah. uh, if, if, I, if I wake up Sunday, or sorry, we're playing Sunday, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah Sunday. If I wake up Monday and I see 
we learn from this or, or we, we go again. I swear to God, one, 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 of the first, one of the first things I will do when I get to London is go outside the training ground and I will put a, I'll put a picture of me outside and I'll say, we go again. I will personally do it and say, hashtag leave me out because I'm sick and tired of these excuses. Newcastle is a big, big problem. And if we play like we did against United, they will wallop us. Yeah, and I, yeah I hate to the, say the other thing I'm doing as well, and we, I have to take accountability for this as a as a football fan. I have to. I'm sick and tired of going on these YouTube channels and my own and saying, you know what? After the summer we've had or the window we've got, this is the time we're going to do it. We're stronger. We're bigger. We're better. This is if they're now going to United. We were all saying it. Going to United now, who under ten halves, they haven't found their flow. This is the time. This is where we. And we all believe it and say, yeah, we're going to beat them 2-1, 3-1, but I ain't yeah. doing it anymore. I ain't going to say, oh, we're going to win for the sake of winning. I ain't going to say we're going to draw for the sake of drawing. Well, we I, need I, to hate, I hate to, to do it to you, but one of the next, uh, uh, later uh, bands is, what, uh, what are your predictions? But, so yep. I do apologise. <laughs> <but laughs> yep. well, I, I predicted the draw at Old Trafford, by the way. Yeah, but... but you've been on there plenty of times before, so you know what's coming. So I can't be... Yep. I'm back in one thing. And uh, Rich, uh, Chelsea for you next. Away from home, uh, Chelsea doing quite well under. Uh, I keep calling him Brian Potter almost. Uh, that's Pete Brian, Case. Yeah, it's really a tough one. Uh, tough one. How, how do you see that going? Uh, obviously, you've had a really good result uh, against us. Uh, Fernandez seemingly back on form. Ten Hag, well in charge. Uh, but Chelsea, it's going to be a tough game. Going to be a tough game. How do you see that going? And and do you think Ten Hag will make any changes, or do you think he'll stick with the team that beat us? I think actually looking at the the weekend, and I, I spoke to a lot of Chelsea fans yesterday because I did a preview on my show, and then actually I joined a, a Chelsea channel to talk to a, a lot a lot of Chelsea fans arguing amongst themselves about how their team's doing. Made me feel a bit more confident. I think it's one of these games where. Our record with Chelsea over the last few years, they're it's almost tough, always draws. Nil, 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 one, 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 one. There's, I'm looking at it thinking we look quite good defensively. And Chelsea often in tight games have been struggling to win, struggling to score the last couple of seasons. I think that cost them ever being in a title race. I'm struggling to see anything other than a draw. As much so, I think if we nicked a one nil, that'd be an amazing result, actually. It would be one of the best results this season. But I don't see us losing either. I don't, unless it's one of these ones where you know, unless someone like Anthony puts one in the top corner from like thirty. I'm struggling to see a team dominating the other team. They're quite evenly matched. So as much as I want to be optimistic and predict, like simply Ace is probably that's the smart money one-one. Just that last season, I think is like Sancho did. Ended off a great move and we scored. They scored one goal. yeah. I'm gonna. I think I predicted two one last night because uh, um, with my Manchester yeah, United to, fans, you, you, we're going yeah. to be confident. <laughs> in, in reality, yeah. one one actually. I mean, that would, the game that'd be a good result. I think if we if we played a good result for us as well. I was just going to say that, Brad. Yeah, 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 good good we played after wins against you guys, Arsenal and Liverpool, Chelsea. If we won against Chelsea, I think that's an unbelievable record against the. Sort of other top sort of five six teams, but I think one one for me. I, I don't see a team winning the game as much as I want to. I think if one team does win the game, it's probably. I don't want it to be like a, a defensive mess up or a goalkeeping error, but I think it's probably like one one moment during a match where yeah. either someone makes a mistake or someone just does something spectacular. 
Yeah, what, what do you think, Arthur, in that one? Obviously, it's not Tottenham, but it does, uh, like Brad said, one all draw would be a fairly good result for Tottenham. Certainly, if we can do the business against Newcastle, uh, we'll come on to the predictions for the Newcastle game in a sec. But Chelsea United, what, what, what do you see happening in that one? I see a really strong Chelsea side, and they're shrewd. They're not idiots, these people. Um, I saw the way they played against us. They were all over us. And really, as I said, we scraped a draw against them. Mm. Um, United will do well if they draw again. Because it, it's it's at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, they're trying to make that a bit of a fortress, I think. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go reluctantly for a draw with them. But I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion they might beat you. Um, because they're that sort of side. They're not... To me, Chelsea don't play normal football. You know, they're different from a lot of other teams. But, um, yeah, I see them sneaking a win. Mm. And what about you, Brad? I saw a stat earlier this season. No top six tide has gone away to a top six side and won so far this season. Do you see United back in, back in that trend? Uh, well, uh, I'm going that, 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 that trend. Every time that stat comes up, it's, it's one game closer to it being broken, isn't it? So... Um... I, I think a draw is probably, probably the yeah, draw. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, again, I, I mean, I said this before the Man United game that, that it's what Man United team turn up, and I, I guess it'll be the same in this game. Uh, I, I think from our point of view, a draw is a good result, but I probably, if I had to pick, pick a winner, which is better for Tottenham, I'd say Man United. But that's because we all hate Chelsea. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Brian, what do you see happening? I can see it being the one all like everyone's predicting or. Someone nicking a, a win at the end, probably Chelsea, I'd say, just because they're at home. But what do you see happening in that one? No, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sticking. I, I was so impressed with United, so impressed with United. I don't, don't. Let's not make any, make any uh, excuses about how crap we were. I think United are going to cause an upset. They just seem to. Whereas Chelsea sometimes are not stars. Don't get me wrong; they've been playing well under Potter. And what I saw in United on Wednesday was a team like you look at it, Martinez, who everyone said, apart from Danny, who's back in the chat, and Danny was going waxing lyrical about Martinez and Anthony, and he was getting abuse. Oh, he's too small. What do you know about Dutch football? He's bang on the money. He is bang on the money. If Martinez could do that to Harry Kane, hmm. he could do it to anyone in the world. Period. And there's something about him. Definitely outstanding. People will yeah, talk about good. his height for some reason, but it's irrelevant. He's an outstanding player. Well, top, and, and, top players and, make compensations for these things, don't they? Teddy yeah. Sheringham was never quick, never needed to be, made compensations. He was always one step ahead. I was going to United win. I was going to United win. I was so impressed. And that's Close. without Ericsson. That was without Ericsson coming. Yeah, came, I was going to answer your question, Chris, regarding the lineup. And I think if Ericsson's fully fit, I think he starts because I think he was. He's been playing a lot of games recently, and Cavacero has been brilliant as well, Rich. Cavacero has yeah, been I think, incredible. Um, exactly. I think what we've done is we've increased the quality on our team, like Casemiro, like you said. And to talk about, like you said about Ronaldo, Casemiro came, sat on the bench for quite a few games, watched McTominay playing, and not a word. Casemiro knew he'd get his chance, and he's, <laughs> and he's just delivering. I think it took him a little while to get up to speed, maybe match fitness, whatever. But great signing, I think. Um, Ericsson comes in, but apart from the team that played against Tottenham, I think is probably close to the team that plays against Chelsea. Yeah. Back four, I wouldn't change anything. And 
even the, like the forward three, you could maybe change one of them. I think it's going to be almost the same team. We pretty much found probably the best 11 we've got in our squad, which I think it's taken yeah. Ten Hag maybe like this amount of time to do so. So hopefully, hopefully yeah. um, Brian's right and we nickel nickel win because I think I, it's I, a, I, really, I don't think I don't think I don't think you're nickel. I think you're not convincing like threes and fours. I think. And the thing is, you've got to remember, uh, Rich, when it comes to these Spurs channels, you can't say words like quality. We only know the opposite, which is quantity. <laughs> you, we you, do you know quality, Brian. We just don't have it. We just we, never we, get yeah, we, it. We, we know we, what we it is. Get, we have to get we Google Translate well in games. for that word. I think we, we, in, in parts of games, we've seen really good things from Manchester United, but we haven't seen it for the whole 90 minutes. I think the Spurs game was the first time we saw it for the whole 90 minutes. Against <laughs> Arsenal, they were very good at the game. But. Yeah, I mean, qu- quality for a Spurs fan is like the uh, uh, myth of Dryland in Waterworld, that film. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, uh, come to you no, first. Tottenham's idea of quality is signing a Barcelona right back. That's... <laughs> no, that's yeah. thinking. That's uh, quality. Come, come to Tottenham, Newcastle. We'll start with you, Rich, uh, the, the impartial uh, person. How do you think that will pan out and, and the predictions, predications, predictions that should be? Yeah, for, uh, for you can see how angry I was when I wrote this. I can't even spell properly. Uh, <laughs> this, is a, this is an interesting one, actually, because yeah. you've got two teams like Newcastle. We played them recently. Very, I think they might they might have the best defensive record in the Premier League at the moment. They're, they're very difficult to play against. I don't think you can hit them on the break. You need to put more sustained pressure to... Otherwise, it's I mean, just... You have to get I mean, very you lucky. You have experience to, of this, don't you? Because you had them the game before you played We had us, a lot of so chances. They um, you and nil-nil. I think um, if Sam Maxman's available, he's a, a massive problem. I think there was a couple of people missing when we played them. So it might not be as bad as you are thinking. I'd say... I would, I would be probably saying it's a draw. I think I don't know if I see too much between the teams. I, I know Newcastle are, are an exciting team. I don't think they're there yet. They're, they're building gradually from a team that at Christmas time last year, they were at the bottom of the league, weren't they? They signed quite a yeah. few players in January. They fin- In the end, they finished like quite high up. I see yeah. this season that they're looking for, like Europa would be a good return, I think, if they get like seventh or eighth, because I don't see them, or even like higher, you never know. Yeah. But I think they're they're definitely a team that are doing things the right way. They've got a manager in. They're not necessarily looking for you know, r- ridiculous shirt sort of signings like other teams are going for. They're, they're building quality over time. It's going to take a while because Newcastle weren't great last season. I think they're kind of half there. They got they've still got some of the old players that aren't amazing. I think you, you can highlight the best players they got. So I I think it's an evenly matched game. And the Spurs won't play as badly as they did against us, surely. I think it, you'll see a, a reaction. Well, well, well Rich, I'm just about to throw a spanner. I'm about to throw a spanner in the works because I can confirm the bit that we were talking about before is irrelevant because Kulisevsky is not going to be playing. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a real, uh, yeah. So, I mean, from Alistair Gold, Conte, no news. Deki Kulisevsky is not available. I think we have to wait a bit of time to see him with us. It was the same for Richarlison. Oh. Everton is back after the ban. And we have another training session tomorrow to try and make an evaluation. So that means there is no Kulisevsky. And good old... And, 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 right. Unless it's the old-fashioned... Lucas is not ready to start as well, he says as well. Yep. Lucas and Lucas and unless it, I because uh, great summer. Great yeah. summer. Unless, unless it's the old-fashioned mind games that he is ready to start and he's putting... But anyway, uh, Arthur, uh, Mitch there has uh, made the kind of 
silly error of not watching Tottenham and not having to put up with all of this crap. So he's in a positive frame of mind with Tottenham. I only watched one game. And to be honest, I, I kind of yeah, go by results for other games. one game, that's enough, that's enough. But obviously you weren't watching it for Tottenham. But uh, Rich saying maybe not as bad as we think. Uh, simply Ace, 2-1 uh, Newcastle, hopes he's wrong. Uh, we're fucked because Kulisevsky's out. Uh, <laughs> what do you make of the game? How will it pan out? What are your predictions? If you want to answer the predications, feel free as well. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, how do you see the game going? Uh, obviously, Kulu not there is a bad one. And if Emerson starts, I mean, the whole <laughs> stadium is going to be booing from the start. But how do you see the game going? Well, to use your terminology, we'll be predicated on <laughs> in other words, fucked. <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so if I, my... It's my fault. If I could spell, it wouldn't have even been a thing. <laughs> so it's my fault. It's my fault. Learn no, to spell check your work, people. No, it depends. It just depends what frame of mind we're in and whether he's prepared us properly. If not, yeah. we're in the shitter. You know? I mean, we are a good team, Brad. Uh, fourth in the league last year. You don't get that out of luck. Good teams, uh, uh, Rich will know this from the Ferguson years, when you lose a game, you do not lose another one. You get rid of that that negative stuff early doors. Uh, uh, Ben's a bit more positive, 1-0 to Spurs, because uh, we seem to get results at home. We haven't dropped any points at home, so how, how do you oh, see the game going? And do you see that continuing? We've won our last eight Premier League Ar- games. Arthur's at home. laughing at something on the TV, not my uh, uh, attempt at being positive. I'm I sure. was laughing at you. <laughs> uh, we've we've uh, won our last eight Premier League games at home, which obviously includes last season. We've won our last ten games at home in all competitions. Problem with that is that every time we win a home game, we're one game closer to not winning a home game because these sort yeah. of runs can't go on forever. Uh, if you'd have asked me on Wednesday night after the game, I'd have thought, ah, we won't beat Newcastle. I still had that feeling that we won't win. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that that's, you know, I started this season, as you know, really, really confident. Uh, but that's been slowly chipped away, slowly chipped away, slowly chipped away. On Wednesday night, it basically, the whole thing came tumbling down for me. So my natural pessimism is back, uh, which I don't like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. So I, I, I've got a feeling that I don't think we'll win on Sunday, but that's not I'm not saying that we're gonna lose. So I think I think it might be a draw. It might, it might be a high scoring game actually. Free all yeah. draw or something like that. Yeah, and, and Brian, I know you can't come on and say that we're gonna win anymore. Uh, you've you've uh, had a change. No, I, I think we're gonna I will say I think we're gonna win when we think we're gonna win. Yeah. Uh how how do you see this game going? Obviously, what I want to see is a reaction, but again, why do we have to have the reactions at home? We should have the reactions in every game, but that that's a, mm. a question for another day. But uh, how do you see this game going? There's a good chance Newcastle will attack us, but there's also a good chance they'll sit back and counter. And, and you know, with Sam Maxman, uh, Bruno Gimaresh, Almiron, and then uh, uh, what's his name up top? Uh, Wilson. They've got enough firepower to cause us problems if they do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, da- Danny. First drop points at home. He's predicting. Uh, mm. You saying loss, uh, Danny, or a draw uh, there? Uh, how do you see it going, Brian? I see it being one of either a dross or a loss. A dross, a dross or a loss. Well, I, uh, I think based on whether I think dross is an accurate you're, assessment you're, and you're, a prediction. Your 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 predictions. I'm going for whatever I said. Uh, <laughs> a lot, uh, a, a law or a dross. Dross. That's what we'll have. We're, that's what we're going to have. Dross. Dross. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm 
I said before the new car, uh, United game, I'm more concerned about this one. And do you know what? Do you know what? That because of the situations we find ourselves in, and what we do, there's going to be tension at that ground. If we if we get off to a slow start again, yeah. the the fans will be on their back. If Emerson starts, there'll be tension again. If if Newcastle on the up, this game is going to be a real. Do you know what I? Even if I was back home, I don't think I'd want to go to this game just because of what's going to be going on in that ground. And, and th- this is kind of this is kind of the situation we are finding ourselves in again. Um, to tell you the truth, and I'll be honest, I, I I I literally just want the World Cup to fucking come. I want the World Cup to come. <laughs> I, I want to. And the reason I want it to come, I want it to come. Let's see what we do in January. Let's see what we do in January. I think I, I can tell you. I know what's going to happen. But I'm not going to say it because I'm negative and I'm I'm never right. Um, so so, so, so uh, I, all I'm going to do is I'm going to hope I get some molten brown for Christmas, so I can say I have the official toiletry at Tottenham Hotspur, and <laughs> get some I get some Dulux paint so I can paint my room. Uh, and who knows? Oh, who knows? I may, I, I may hey. even get I, I may even get a can of Coke. The official Brian. Could drink. So, uh, Brian, Brian, Brian why, why don't you go to the ground with a can of and paint, leave you out with a can of Dulux and leave the Dulux paint there? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Uh, mate, mate, don't, mate, don't tempt me. Don't put ideas in my head. <laughs> I think people will know, but Rich may not know. I do not need any ideas put into my head when it comes to leave you out. Go on, go on, Brian, go for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much reached the end here now. A couple of comments, simply ace. Emerson will start 100%. Conte, soulmate, and Danny in answer to the question. A draw, haven't got the bench. Same issue against United. People need to remember Newcastle drew United before we played them. And we got banged by United. Uh, I, I, I'm just hoping that it's at home. We are a bit more positive and, and you know, we give a better account of ourselves. Uh, but it's going to be tricky. This, this Newcastle is not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, we pretty much reached the end, covered uh, uh, Spurs, unfortunately, <laughs> and United. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody who's who's been watching, everyone who, in the chat, everyone who's hit like, uh, 14 likes at the moment, so please get that up a bit more. really helps the channel. And if you haven't done so already, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell really helps. Uh, 274, I think, subscribers would be great to get up to 300 before the Newcastle game, and even more after that if we do lose, because I'll need some cheering up. But, um, yeah, uh, all that remains is to say thanks to the wonderful panel. Arthur, uh, debut on here. Thanks so much for coming Thank on. Thank you, sir. I've uh, been on a few channels with you before, and, yeah, always great. My talk pleasure. You play, pleasure having you on. Likewise. Uh, no, no YouTube or, or uh, Twitter to speak about for yourself? No, yes. not really. Um, as I said, I'll pop up on Spurs Wagen and... Uh, the love lounge, but uh, I'm going to try and get on more shows if I can. You're going to come and talk them on tour when we're back, uh, Arthur. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you're I'll welcome on here that, whenever Brian. you want. Thank you, Chris. Thank yeah. you. No problem. And Brad, uh, Blue Sofa Songs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, Blue, you Blue can find Sofa, the sofa behind yeah. me here. Uh, all of, yeah, the, yeah. All of the uh, channels. Uh, the description is uh, the description. The link is in the description as well as everyone's Twitter handles. Yeah. But yeah, Blue Sofa Songs, your YouTube Blue, channel, Blue brilliant channel. Just- just me basically trying to write songs, play guitar and sing. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a new song out every Friday at five o'clock. One out tonight. The one out tonight is uh, dedicated to my lady friends. So uh, make it out what you will. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just me trying to make sense of the world uh, with a uh, guitar, basically. So um, yeah. 
Hopefully, channel. Really enjoy it every Friday. Subscribe and like. And also, uh, two things. Subscribe to all these guys' channels. Uh, and also, I'd just like to point out to Richard, in case you didn't know, Love Lounge is actually a Spurs uh, channel. <laughs> that, that <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, make sure you check out Blue Sofa Songs, five o'clock tonight and every Friday going forward as well. Brilliant channel, brilliant songs, and yeah, really enjoyable. Thank you, Chris. Uh, Brian, very small channel you're on, Tottenham on Tour. Uh, no one knows about that. It's only got four or 5,000 subscribers, <laughs> but uh, still going strong. But yeah, uh, brilliant channel again. Uh, tell people where uh, yeah that. well we actually finally hit the milestone of 5,000 this week so uh, we've got a milestone but but what, what I will say is, is we, we, we've been out of action for a little while because of personal issues going on with myself and Brian Island working and Danny doing what Danny does and Ben has been here <laughs> and and, and, uh, and um, Ben has been over here in Toronto but I don't know if Arthur knows or anyone knows, but I am officially back in London on November the 9th. And I am staying till the end of the season. Um, So I will be doing a lot of work. We are Tottenham TV, but uh, myself with Ryan Isaacs as well and Danny and we'll be on the same time zone. So it's a lot easier to start getting shit out. Brian Island has got a lot of shit going on as well. He's going to be with us as much as he can. But for once, we're going to have four of us in the same country on the same time zone where it's going to be easier to get stuff. We were going to bring memberships out, but uh, we felt it was unfair to start bringing memberships out when we couldn't commit to bringing out, um, bringing out content is it, 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 when you start doing that, but we will be back and we will be back in a very, very big way in November. I can promise you that we have been slow, but yeah, you can find us on Tottenham on tour. Um, your, your, your home of Daigle and, uh, my, my very slight view, my very slight views, and very very misunderstood views on our parasite of an owner, um, and all things Tottenham. Um, so so yes, yeah, so uh, keep an eye out because we will be coming back in a big big way. Excellent. And thanks great for having to... me on, Chris. It's always a oh, pleasure. Pleasure as always, and great to have you back in the UK as well. Uh, and Rich, uh, Man United channel first and foremost. But it is a, a, a football channel at its heart as well. I've been fortunate enough to be invited on there as well. Brilliant yeah, so, you know, we do sport, quite a lot but... of similar things to what we're doing now today, where we do a lot of previews for Manchester United games. Obviously, we're more Manchester United focused because it's just me running it. Yeah. When time allows, sometimes I do Premier League podcasts and get lots of rival fans on. But even with the Manchester United previews and the Manchester United reactions, try and get as many opposition fans as possible because... No matter what, Manchester United, it is like a little community of Manchester United fans. It's good to hear what opposition fans think sometimes. Yeah, and also I've to... just subscribed, buddy. I've just subscribed. Uh, cheers. And it, it's like I jumped on the uh, Chelsea channel last night. And like things like today are fantastic. So I get to find out what what Tottenham fans are thinking. And it's, a, it's really surprising, actually, that all fan bases are pretty much going for similar sort of conversations about things they're frustrated about, things they like. But... Um, yeah, I usually stream quite late at night due to the sort of work and family. So 10 p.m. most evenings, I'm usually putting out content. I'm actually on holiday for a week, so there won't be much next week. But yeah, any fans that just like football, like a chat, we sometimes do just some, when there's international breaks, just do some random podcasts where we just talk about you know whatever issues we want to talk about, whether historical things or things that are going on in the news. But all fans welcome, and no matter who you support, it's good to... To get people's point of view on so no, chris thanks for the invite today oh no problem pleasure to, having you on no good to meet you 
Arthur as well, and Brad Likewise. and Brian. I think yeah, I've seen Likewise, some of you guys before on a few other channels. Where, where is it? Where is it? I've got uh, rich sports, and it comes up with people that earn a lot of money in sport. <laughs> oh, um, maybe Chris could send you a link, or I could paste yes, it. Well, I'll send it to you now, Brian. I'll send it to you now. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah excellent channel. Fun. and yeah, it's, it's, Cheers, Brian. Yeah, you excellent got it, channel. Always good, I think, getting the opposition's fans as well. But I can tell you that Spurs fans are thinking you can just say, oh, no, not again until you're told otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's welcome. If you want to check it out, get in the, just get in the comments and say hi because it's um, good to know who's watching yeah. sometimes. And Yeah, we obviously talk about the Spurs community, which is brilliant, but the, the wider football community as well is a brilliant thing as well. And there's a lot more of, of cross-fan uh, chat on these channels yeah. so it's, it's i get a lot of arsenal to... fans for some reason i don't know why oh no just... no i'm gonna have to chuck you off it'd be good to dilute them out a bit because they're, they're yeah. still kind of accepting that they're doing they're confused because they want to moan about everything but they actually keep winning so it's, it's weird watching the, it's, it's in a turmoil among yeah. rich 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 they've always been confused because <laughs> yeah. that comment which you can stay about, on I'll, I'll 2004 still but yeah I, uh, yeah Thanks to all the panel. Thanks to everyone in the chat, as always. And and just quickly, if you like a bit of magic as well, similar to uh, Brad's channel, Chris's Magic. I do a little magic trick. Yeah, the last one was a, a woozy. On Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. That's when it drops. Uh, it's not live. It's just a video that gets uploaded. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. Hit the like, subscribe, notification bell on here. Then go over to Blue Sofa Songs at 5pm today. Hit that notification bell and the subscribe and the like. And then you'll be notified every Friday, 5 p.m. Go over to Tottenham on tour and, and check out their, their stuff. Subscribe and notification bell for the, the preparation for when Brian's back and then they're back in the big way. And then go over to Rich Sports, subscribe on there as well, and you'll get all your content there. Uh, hit the subscribe, notification bell, like, and you'll be notified every time there's a, 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 a show on there. And, yeah, we'll be back on Monday. Good God, I hope it's a, a bit more of a positive one uh, and not this terrible performance. I mean, I'm not sure what's worse, the uh, performance on Wednesday or the twat who's just left number 10. Uh, 44 days, 44 days. Uh, done a Brian Clough there. Uh, not getting political, not getting political, but it does annoy me. Uh, oh, Chris, yeah. Chris, nice tits, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're talking about her. I thought you were talking about yeah. <laughs> uh, But yeah, we'll be back on Monday talking about the Newcastle game. Looking forward to the next game, which I'm not sure what that is. Someone, uh, but I, I can't spell uh, predictions, can I? So it's no surprise that I've not done my research. Uh, but yeah, thanks to everyone watching, everyone in the chat and the panel, as always. Be back on Monday, 7.30pm UK time on here. Let's hope we get the win. Let's hope we get the win. Put this to bed and then we can go on a bit of a run and not have to talk about this again. But until then, till Monday, have a good weekend, everyone. And, and Rich, enjoy your holiday as well. And come on, you Spurs. And as always, leave it out and don't forget to get your molten brown toiletries. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for watching, for everybody who joined in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please leave a like and hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Also, please hit that notification bell. That'll give you a notification every time we're about to go live, and it's all completely free. For those who missed the live show, you can catch this whenever you want on Let's Talk Tottenham's YouTube channel. 
please also hit the like, subscribe and notification bell. And everybody, please leave feedback, comments, suggestions in the comments section on the YouTube videos. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anyone who wants that audio podcast, you can pick that up wherever you get your podcast from. We're back Mondays, 7.30pm UK time and Fridays, 12.30pm UK time. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter at LTalkTottenham, Instagram, Let's Talk Tottenham Podcast, you'll find all the information there. Anyone who wants something a little bit different, also do a magic show. So I do one trick a week, which drops Wednesday, 7.30pm UK time. Chris's Magic on YouTube is where you'll find that. But in the meantime, come on, you Spurs. <laughs>